0: Welcome to Deadly Discussions, a podcast on social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Isaac Harrison. And before we get started, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional landowners on whose land we record, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Now, this week we've got Benny Egmelisi. I still can't say that name correctly, and I've mispronounced a lot of people's names on the show, so don't hold me to it. Uh, Benny, now we're finding out as we we're talking before the show gets started that we are definitely related through our South Sea Islander bloodline.
1: That's it, brother. Yes, we are. We, uh, I did some research. That uh, the Murray grapevine, Blackfella, Black Channel.
2: Yeah,
1: worked out. We got links there through South Sea Island way.
0: That's the way, and I think it's a lot of the case. uh, Anyone who has South Sea Island and Queensland is usually tied in there somewhere. Um, I'd love to know the numbers on how many um, South Sea Islanders or Kanakas were brought over through the blackbirding um, to. Queensland, uh, because it seems like now there's actually quite a lot of descendants or high, high population.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not 100% sure, to be totally honest with you. I know me, my pop's a bit of a, yeah. uh, a historian with all of that, and uh, we used to have this big uh, sign up in the house where they had a uh, uh, where we had a float around the, the yeah. Kanakans and South Sea Islander um, you know, recognition of their 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 work here and building yep. the the, the sugarcane industry. So uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I used to say on there something in the twenty something thousands. I I think I remember
0: it. Yeah, but, wow. Uh, I
1: wouldn't know exactly.
0: And there's a lot of um, similarities. We're jumping right in here now. Um, similarities, I think, with African Americans because a lot of people, you know, growing up a lot of my cousins sort of symbolize with African-American culture. And you're like, yeah, well, hang yep, on, yep. you know, they're actually taken from their homeland, brought to another land to work as, um, you know, as slaves or indentured servants. And that's more what the South Sea Islander's story is. They're taken from yeah. the islands of Vanuatu and um, you know, and then brought over here to build um, industry pretty much for yeah, free or paid yeah. in rations.
1: Yeah, they weren't, and you know, they, they weren't a part of the, the economic development of, of the country during that period. So, um, you know, there, there definitely needs to be, and I mean, I, even now when I listen to uh, a lot around the yep. uh, candidates going forward over there, they're talking about, um, uh, you know, recognition of, of the African-American slaves and, and their contribution to yep. uh, to building the economy over there. And, you um, uh, re, uh, there's a word for it anyway that they're, they're looking at compensation around that what that looks like.
0: Yeah, well that's you know the story here for a lot of South Sea Islanders and then the indigenous population as well who are sort of, it's funny because I, I was telling you before I found a photo of my yeah, great-great-grandmother and great-great-grandfather. One was full South Sea Islander, one was full Aboriginal woman from Sunshine Coast. And back in those days, they sort of just mixed all the black fellas together. Like, well, you are all black, so you'll get along, you know. we we'll yeah, send them off yeah. to the same mission. And then we have a lot of, um, you know, uh, marriages between the two. Um, and yep. then we have what we have today, which is an Indigenous person who is South Sea Islander as well or Torres Strait Islander. Um, you know, is that your case as well? Have you got an Indigenous line or main, ma- majority Yeah, South
1: absolutely. Sea? Yeah. So mine comes from my mum yeah uh my, my my mum and then on my father's side it's it's uh my poppy's uh m- barbara girl from up in uh the Alfred and tableland's area yeah uh my nan which is she's, she's aboriginal so yeah you know, very 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 common that um a lot of south sea island mob married into our, our aboriginal entire Strait Islander community yeah and uh, you know and i think just because of the, you know, the way that that uh, both groups were treated and, and put into certain areas and, um, uh, and and so forth. So.
0: Yeah, and it's like you said about the building the economy, but not really participants in that economy. I know um, my grandfather; he was such a you know hard worker and cut cane, and his fathers before on railroads. Um, and they were participants in the economy but there was actually no like loanings from it. It was sort of like you showed up and they told you what to do and then that's the end. You know, there wasn't any equity being built, there wasn't any inheritances being you know, created. Um, yeah. You know, my mum or my uncle Kenny, he's up your way up there, Mackay, you know, he was one of the first to like own his house in the family. You know, that was yeah. sort of like a big thing to own property and a house. Yeah, Um, yeah. Where my grandparents and that all rented or were just placed where they're placed. And so, for me, it's like, all right, if we're going to close the gap, which is $30 billion expense to Australian government every year, um, if we're going to close it, then the Indigenous people actually need to be included in the economy and, you know, trained and shown how to be a participant um, apart from just being out there laboring, you know?
2: Yep,
1: yep. Yeah, I think I think, uh, and that's where we need to understand. You know that that um, I find a lot of Australians, uh, you know, multicultural Australia. Yep. When, I, when I say Australian Australia, we understand um, not understanding that recent history, not understanding how this, this country was built, and um, yep. especially around the, the cattle industry and, and mining and how Aboriginal, and Torres Strait Islander people and South Sea Islanders were not part of that economic development of this country, and yep. um, and somewhat the Indigenous procurement policy is uh, is is a, is a way of helping remedy that, yep. in some way. And um, and I, and, I, and, it, and it should happen. You know, it should happen. There should we should be a part. And I think discussions around treaty and all that, if that had happened in the initial stages, we would yep. have. In
2: a very different position,
0: I believe. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about people talking treaty. Also a bit nervous too because,
2: yeah, um,
0: yeah, when people say, "Oh, you know, I want my land back. I want, you know, I want it given back to me. I want, you know, capital given to me so I can develop it." Um, I know, you know, starting a business. Those things are pretty scary because you make one or two bad decisions and you're bankrupt. And so, yeah. <laughs> so people are asking for something. Yeah an Inheritance in a modern day setting where you've yeah. got, uh, you know, you've got to build infrastructure, you've got to connect it up to the internet somehow, you've got to report and track all that information, you know, you've got to have capital to actually start an enterprise on country, um, you've got to put a business plan around that. Those are a lot of those are serious things. So when people are like, yeah. oh, you know, the start point is treaty, but the plan after that is like, okay, have we got enough leaders? In our community, on country as well, you know, because I know a lot of Queenslanders down here in Melbourne uh, who aren't ready to go back, you know, because they're doing their thing and building their business, or um, New South Wales people down here as well. Um, yeah, are yep. they ready to go back and build the economic, um, you know, community that's needed to lift yep. the Aboriginal people out of the um, low socioeconomic status? So that's yep. what makes that what's that's what makes me nervous.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's um. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> last year because I mean uh, uh, I'm currently living in Canberra and, and shout yeah. out to Sunshine Groups here at Ngunnawal Mob. Yeah. Um, we uh, we we had we, we did the the survival day march last year and one yeah. one of the activists got up to speak and um, he was the custodian for the uh, Ten Embassy yeah. Yeah. But he he talked you know he, he, he when he spoke he. He made some really valid points about are we, are we ready yeah. for what a treaty means and it's, it's a tough discussion to have because it's something we've been fighting for yep. and, um, for so long and something that is unfinished business for our mob yep. uh, and uh, for us, um, it, it, we, what does it look like? I think we've been pushing so hard that, that do we, do we, do know? we uh, know what it really means? Yeah. One thing I'm encouraged about is that we have a generation of, of of young people coming through who are educated in a way that we. I, I believe we can. Yeah. Uh, treaty do it well. Yeah. Um, we can lead the way, in what that looks like. Um, yeah. You've got, you know, Native Americans who have complete sovereignty over their lands in some areas where yeah. their, their own traditional laws apply. They have their own police force they have their yep. own uh, education system uh yep. what, what is what does that kind of look for our mob what does that look like what does that model look like you know that's we right. say treaty but there's different models of treaty And i, I guarantee and you
0: if you spoke to the native indian people that you'll say oh how easy is it and i will say it's not easy <laughs> no, <laughs> it's hard work no, yeah it's hard work and not. i think that's another you know listen to bruce pasco he was um he sort of gave a, a stern rebuke to a group of young people So if any of you fellas in here thinking, you know, our ancestors sat back and relaxed and picked a bit of bush tucker here and a bit of food here, I said, (laughs) you're wrong. I said, settlers saw, you know, houses that fitted 30 plus people. They saw yam fields as far as the eye could see. They saw um, Aboriginal people using dolphins to school, you know, bring in schools of fish. Like as hard working, as hard yakka. And I think a yeah. lot of people are thinking, um, you know, well, we'll get the land back and it'll be all smooth sailing. We can have a hippie commune out on country and uh, yeah. sing kumbaya, no, Lord. No,
1: no, there's a lot of work. And I think, you know, there's going to be, you know, I think in a lot of ways, um, we, we need unity within our own communities. I know, yeah. I think I, I can, I, I'm not speaking out of turn here when I say that when it comes to matters of native title land, yeah. rights and ownership, uh the internal fighting amongst our own community can sometimes be our worst enemy. Yeah, and, um, and I've seen my book away from from helping build our community just purely because I don't want to get into the arguments, or the, yeah. the bickering that's uh, around it. So, yep. are we ready for treaty? Yeah, absolutely. Do we need to have a, uh, a different approach? At hundred you know? percent,
2: yeah,
0: definitely. And I think you know a lot of what's going to come is is hard. Work and and very labour intensive, but because of technology now, uh, can you know yeah. cover a lot of those grounds? We can you know collect data on, on you know land on water. Uh, we yep. can use drones to do a lot of hard work. You know cattle, kangaroo um, harvesting, all that yeah. sort of stuff can be, um, you know, use technology. Do and I think, like you said, the next generation of leaders are the ones who are going to really, um, you know, drive that, and it's probably the last sort of last stand for the. The older generation, the activists are saying, Okay, we've set it up for you mob now, so go and um yeah, go and do what's absolutely. best.
1: And we we got a new generation come through that have a, a very different way of, of thinking because we were afforded the opportunity of being raised in an environment that that our grandparents weren't in, that our parents weren't yeah. raised in. So we can we can accomplish things, you know, with with a little more ease than I'd say they had, yeah, and um but we still need to keep them because they are a connection to a time that we can sometimes forget,
2: yeah definitely.
1: and um and they remember times where government obliged and let our people
2: mm. comes
1: through for our mob and and in every decision we make we we involve some form of uh eldership or or older uh yeah. um Input because that's it's crucial for us to be connected to, to that time so we don't forget as a as a as a young group of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander fellows coming through.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely that. And culture. it'd be
1: interesting to to see, um, you know, how the Americans uh, deal with reparations for the the uh, African American slaves because I think uh, potentially it could be a good model for our um, South Sea Islander brothers. and sisters. Yeah, and yeah definitely. Blackbirding. So, you know, th- this country was built off the back of, of Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people, of um, of our uh, South Sea Islander brothers and sisters.
2: And yep.
1: there are models out there that we can look at and, and ad- adopt here in Australia.
0: Yeah, that's right. And when you look at when they went through and they sort of rocked up on the boats and made this promise to the South Sea Islands uh, back in the day, I think that was pre-World War I... Ninety yeah. percent but I have to double check, but um, probably would have been a late 18th century. Um, so, they've gone up, you know, they've said to the South Sea Islander people, hey, come over to Australia, make a life for yourself, you know, um, you'll be rewarded handsomely. And like, oh, excellent. So, all your men and all your sort of, you know, dreamers and people wanting to make something of the life would have put their hand up and would have left. And then um, they never returned back to the islands, and so it's still till today, a lot of those islands are way behind on infrastructure, on you know, yeah, uh, on basic necessities. You know, we get asks yeah. for you know our company Bundjal about you know cold storage supply solutions, so they can actually go fish and get that on ice and get that to a market like in towns to sell. Yeah, you know
1: what I saw a real deadly. I went to the Supply Nation event.
0: out yeah. Supply Nation,
1: uh, and saw uh, mob the Doing uh, it was kind of like uh, re- renewable energy, but it, w- it was a solar system in a forty-foot uh, container container that, yeah, they, that yeah. they can put anywhere, and the islands. And I just thought it was absolutely brilliant, genius.
0: Yeah, well, that, I think that was our partners actually.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good work! Shout out. <laughs> yeah, put
0: a plug in there. That was unintentional. No. Um. But yeah there's yeah. solutions there um, but like it goes back to what we said where a lot of them are land rich and cash poor and then if yeah. we do able to raise the money and able to bring the opportunity will the opportunity be you know pursued um and um you know maintained will will they establish themselves in that and yeah. that's that's a hard one i think only aboriginal people can sort of talk it out um, and then at the end of the day, you still got to give people a fair go. If you give people a fair go and they, they fail, at least they, everyone's learnt from that situation, you know? Yeah, perfect. Awesome. All right, let's go on to, so that's a bit of the story. We sort of tied in a little bit, um, where you're going and your background. So let's go into what you're doing now for your employment. Yeah,
1: so, um, I've got a bit of, bit of a, a dual role, uh, I am the managing director for Murmur, and yep. uh, we are uh, uh, under kind of the laws of the land around uh, Indigenous-owned businesses. Yep. Um, we are a, a security vetting company. Yeah, uh, we are a company in Australia. Yeah, uh, we do background checks on you know government defence personnel.
2: Yeah,
1: we. Um, also do a lot of employee screening yeah uh, and <clears throat> sort of our core um, core uh, work but then we uh, workforce development space uh, the um, consultancy yep. around uh, policy review and development for companies who are looking to throw on the participation
2: yeah
1: and um, we deliver a lot of cultural competency training uh, for our employers you know, and, and help companies develop their reconciliation action plans. So, yeah, we, we're a bit of a, a mixed bag of, of services yeah. there, but those are kind of wraparound services we provide to a lot of our existing clients. And yep. uh, but you know, our, our sort of uh, jewel is is the security vetting space.
0: Yeah, security vetting. So did you vet me before you um you jumped on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I've got staff
1: who do that, to be honest. It's, uh, uh, I bring all the, uh, the other stuff uh, my background, is sort of HR, and, and
2: yeah, um, okay
1: I bring all the HR services with me. Yes. I just thought it was so unique that, you know, this small outfit was the only, um, yep. uh, you know, indigenous uh, security vetting company. So I thought it was a good opportunity to sort of buy in and and, and get it up and going and, yeah. and
0: start going. That's incredible. So that's that's any, so like someone like DFAT, want to hire you know ten new people yeah and they're saying hey can you check out that these guys aren't um, you know yeah.
1: part of the so most line. Of these places they'll have their own vetting staff but there'll be a yeah uh, an overflow of work which is um, they'll sort of palm off to to their contractors so yeah. um, you know that for us is a, a, a you know good thing that's what we've got in the space and with the indigenous procurement policy which is yeah uh, really strong here in Canberra it's given us the opportunity
2: yeah, you're very
0: you're very lucky to be in Canberra. Yeah, <laughs> for that can, reason, Canberra's
1: can good, mate. Like I moved from Sydney here, and I was, yeah. I was dragging my lip a little bit at the
0: start. Yeah, yeah he wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I would. I would. Have, I would have to say then, uh, going from beaches again, but uh, it took me a little bit to, to transition. But Canberra's been very good to us, and um,
0: yeah, so I've heard I've heard that from a few people. you yeah, you're sort of going yeah. down there, and it's sort of like oh, there's nothing good here. Um, you know obviously the employment and then after a while you sort of get used to it um, but saying that yep. I don't think I would uh, ever move there even if even if I was Prime Minister I think I would um, probably leave <laughs> yeah. uh, Harvey Bay or will change the address to uh, do
1: that, that fly in or, or video in that's right, we'll yeah.
0: video, and I'll have virtual assistants. From
1: the be northern beaches of Sydney, yeah. That's right, yeah. Well,
0: virtual assistants will be all um, up and running, so you'll have augmented yeah, the reality. What, mate,
1: they can get two-packed to arrive at a concert, mate, via virtual, <laughs> they, can, they can beam me in as a
0: prime so. That's the way to do it. From the northern um, beaches. No, that's exciting. I was going to ask something about... Canberra, but then I forgot. I was gonna I was gonna say you're not a Canberra Raiders supporter now,
2: are you? Or... Oh no
1: heck no mate. I'm oh, a good. Mount Isaac boy. I was raised up Farnell, Queensland. Oh, so Mum's a Tulwali Mawali woman from down Whittenway, father's yep. Bombardum my Athlet and Tablelands. I believe Cowboys mate. That's the way um,
0: me too. Uh
1: you know, shout out to to JT, J- 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 mate. Greatest King football ever.
0: You. Well they always say uh, down here when they ask me about football and they so, you know, say, Who's your favourite player? Well they ask me about football down here, which is the AFL. So oh, he's your favourite player. Oh, yeah. So my favourite footballer is um Jonathan Thurston. Oh mate,
2: absolutely, <laughs> mate. He's,
1: he's the king, mate. He's the king. I he's mean, he's, king. even as retired, he's still. He's like our our era of King Wally, mate. He's, he's King Thurston. He's good, king eh?
0: And he's got a um, an organisation now helping employment, and creating career opportunities. for The mob up there. Yeah. He's doing good stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah, stuff. No,
1: he's he, yeah. He's got towns locked up, old JT. Um, a lot of businesses out there that. I that love him so he won't be struggling for a while. Yeah, that's right. So uh, no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a I'm a, I'm a mad Cowboys fan. Yeah, I'm a mad. Uh, uh, I believe Moraine. You yeah, know, that's go right. What a game! Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Gagai. He's South too, yeah. isn't
0: he? Who's that? Is Dwayne Gagai he's South Sea too? Yeah, South C2. actually, he is. Yeah, I
1: think he is. He's
0: got that laced in there. He's, uh, where is he down at the uh,
1: Knights? I think.
0: Yeah, I think he does. And then uh, Justin Hodges is actually my Nana's sister's family.
1: Oh, true, deadly. Yeah, Yeah, first game I ever played rugby league when I was coming up through schoolboys.
2: Yeah,
1: against Justin Hodges, mate. And I remember that game because we got flogged (laughs) nil, and it was the worst beating I'd ever received in rugby league. Darren Lockyer did the did the uh, the kickoff for the 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 Queensland trial games. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a token kickoff. Yeah. And uh, and then we just got pummeled, country boys sent to Brisbane for
2: uh Oh, the City Boys the gave me a weapon.
1: And uh, we got hurt. Was oh, good.
2: wow. It's always hurt. Mate, he, yeah. his, his
1: team rocked up. Yeah. I looked at them all and they they had beards. And I, I was like, I said to my coach, yeah. I said, mate, how many coaches does that team want? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, goes,
2: yeah.
1: As they're the players, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Get oh.
2: out of here, mate.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, no, that's what... I remember the same the same thing with soccer, country, you know, country soccer. We'd come down to Brisbane play against city teams and different things and you're seeing boys there especially the centre backs who are like 6 foot 3 and you're like 15 yeah. and you're like how am I, how am I going to score a goal against this guy you know <laughs> he's like 6 foot 3 and he's fast and he can jump you know he can slide tackle
1: Oh but I remember these fellas there sitting there with their protein shakes shaking it up there we yeah. were there with their chips and gravy mate waiting to go on
2: <laughs> like, yeah, country, very, very country protein
0: that. country diet but, chips yeah. and garlic sauce or chips <laughs> and gravy uh, Murray, Murray that's a brother. So, we're nearly out of time, so I'll finish up with what the future is. So, I'll, I was going to you with Morimal, you own, you're a shareholder in Morimal, or you're the CEO? Yeah, of, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Shareholder in It's uh, myself and uh, another Aboriginal um, lady from uh, Cookie Allenji Way, Barney um, yep. Blanket Francis, and. Uh, so we we're, we're all tied into it. Um yep. Sherone um the other side is, is that, that stand-up comedian. Uh, we do a lot of the the space around uh those and and Wait,
0: well, you're and, a stand-up comedian? I
1: uh, I'm a stand-up comedian
0: is my second. No, year. you're not. Are you? Yeah, it would, yeah. I'm absolutely- really? Wow. Well, before uh, yeah. we we'll finish up with you, you're going to have to tell a joke right at the end. Um, oh, come right. on, That's too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't right. think I've got any ones that will keep me in business.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. as long as it's better than Jerry Seinfeld's uh, stand-up. Can you- oh, of course, mate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch his show, but I can't stand his um, stand-up that he does at yeah, the start. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm telling it's, my wife. Uh, can it's you skip an aroma this?
1: of arrogance. I think you follow. Yeah, I
0: think that's part of the... I think as you get older too, it's like I never understood everybody loves Raymond, but as I get older, I've got kids now. I'm like, ah, oh, start to understand this now. So, um, yeah. anyway, your future five to ten years, brother,
2: where oh, we're going to be? Look,
1: we want to expand. We want to um, not just be seen as the um, indigenous vetting company, but
2: yeah,
1: a competitive vetting company. Um, yep. we want to grow to be you know in the top top two to three vetting companies in Australia. Um,
2: yep.
1: you know we want to also encourage. Uh, indigenous talent here uh, I'd love, you know, to bring the entertainment world into Mooramool and, and have various yep. branches and um, I think with stand-up comedy there's a lot of uh, there's a lot we can do in this space yep. Indigenous comedy yep. um, and uh, there's a lot we can grow in we've got a lot of stuff to say yep. so I see Mooramool expanding dramatically around entertainment and vetting and uh, and uh, Indigenous workforce development and participation
0: and uh, uh, and I, I'm sure you agree on this one too, but, you know, coming from a place of, uh, with the South Sea Islander bloodline, especially where we've been taken, answers uh, has been taken from islands and brought to a country that's not their own like many Australians uh, and the convicts as well. Um, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of Aboriginal people are becoming activists and trying to make a change and get a platform, but it can yep. come across still very hurt and aggressive and out of a place yeah, of very much. hate and I, I could just feel like what you guys are doing see so what you're doing and bringing the comedy you know we've got a few that are getting well known um, comedy acts then yeah. also you know music acts but when I listen to it I appreciate the message but I feel like it's coming from the wrong place like not a solutions based place
1: yeah the the trick in comedy is is to not isolate an audience so when you target them don't isolate them yeah and you, you need to include them there's this uh uh, when I was told by a well-known Australian comedian here, she said, there's a spot where everybody will acknowledge the own, their own rubbish.
2: Yeah.
1: Find that spot and write jokes in that area.
2: Yeah, okay. And
1: when, and when you do that, you you won't get an uprising against you or, or you won't be seen as that person coming across with a chip or an edge. Or yeah, that. that's right. It's simply an
0: observation.
1: That's calling what it, calling it what it is, but... Yeah. Also backing it up with a lot of acceptance.
0: And- yeah. Yeah, awesome. 100% agree, brother. So do you want to finish off with the joke or?
1: No, nah, mate. Just oh. uh, probably go this
2: one.
0: You just cut out that last right. bit. <laughs> probably with the- anyway, thanks for coming on, brother. Um, no worries. I appreciate that's awesome, it. And we'll look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Cheers, brother. Cheers, bro. Talk soon.